for our discipleship class today we are studying on the topic trial the test of your faith trials the test of what your faith and our text is taken from first peter chapter 1 verse 6 first peter 1 6 first peter 1 6 first peter 1 6 trials the test of your faith trials the test of your faith I read from the New Living Translation version. It says, it reads, So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while. These trials are only to test your faith, to show that it is strong and pure. It has been tested as fire test and glorifies gold. And your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried by fair trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. So you need to ask yourself a question. Why is Peter asking you and I that we should truly glad when trials come our way? And then he said, there is wonderful joy ahead, even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while. So in other words, he's trying to tell you that it is necessary for you to endure many trials, for you to endure many hardships, for you to endure many challenges. So that's the reason why he tells you that he said, you should truly be glad. You should be what? Truly be glad when challenges come your way. You should be truly glad when troubles, when afflictions, when sorrows comes your way. They say, because there is wonderful joy ahead. So in other words, Peter was trying to tell you that, or Peter is trying to tell you that, whenever trials comes your way, it is an indication that there is wonderful joy ahead. It is an indication that there is wonderful blessing. It is an indication that God is about to do something. It is a sign that God is up to something in your life. It is a sign that God is about to arrange something. God is about to do something for you. It is an indication that God is up to something in your life. So because of that, as a child of God, we should not cry. As children of God, we should not be bitter. As children of God, we should not grumble. As children of God, we should not complain. Because God is up to something in our life whenever trials are showing up. So trials are signs of uh, uh, indication that God is up to something. So we got to learn what is the meaning of this word, trials. What is the meaning of this word, trials? Amen. Number one meaning, trial is an act or process of testing. A putting to proof by examination is an act or process of what? Testing. A putting to proof by what? An examination. So, it is not there to kill you. Amen. Trial is the act of trying to find out. I mean, trial is the act of trying something to find out its accuracy. So, whenever God try you, 
or whenever God allows you to go through trials. In other words, God wants to know your accuracy. He wants to know your position. He wants to know how firm you believe in Him. He wants to know how strong you love Him. He wants to know how do you love Him. He wants to know how, how rooted are you in His Word. He wants to know how rooted are you or how close are you. Because many times we, we have what we call hypocrisy. Right? Many times people say things with their mouth or with their words. With their words but they don't mean it's family in their heart. So in order for God to know truly if you love him or what you have said, if truly you mean it in your heart, he tests your faith. So trials, trials is an act of trying something to find out its accuracy. So whenever trial comes your way, it's a sign or it's an indication of your what? God wants to know your what? Your accuracy. God wants to know your firm belief. God wants to know how rooted are you? How strong are you in Him? Amen. So, trials are circumstances of life that are difficult, which causes us to learn how to depend on God. Trials are what? Circumstances of what? Life that are very difficult, but they what? They help us to depend on God. They help us to do what? Depend on God. They help to prune us. They help us build us. They help us make stronger. So let us read what the scripture says in James chapter 1 verse 2. James 1, 2. Yeah. Yeah. My brothers, count it all joy while you found yourself into what? Different kinds. So in other words, the temptation is going to come home. But it's going to come in different ways. So what you are tempted with, the other person will not be tempted with it. It might be your own case might be different. So if my trial is finance, somebody else's trial will come in their health. Somebody else's trial will come in their marriages. Somebody else's trial will come in their finances, in their academic, in their house rent, in whatsoever it is. So that is what the scripture says, different kinds of trials. Are you understanding? But the scripture says we should count it what? Joy. So in other words, you should not cry. In other words, you should not complain. In other words, you should not grumble. But you should count it joy. When we read the, Amplified, the New Living Translation, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, whenever troubles comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. Could you imagine James telling you and I that when troubles come, the time we find it difficult to pay our school fees, the time we find it difficult to eat, the time we find it difficult to have dress or wearings, a place to sleep, we should find it as an opportunity to draw. Look at this man. Why did he say this? And when he continues, he said, when, for when your faith is tested, for when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character and ready for anything. So in other words, whenever these hard times, whenever these tough times comes, it's an opportunity for you and I to grow. 
So we should allow ourselves to go through whatsoever God wants us to go. Because at the end, it will help to mature us. At the end, it will help to develop us. At the end, it will help to build us stronger. Wow! Isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing? It's amazing. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Can you end it up from the King James Version? Please. Yeah. Knowing that the proving of your faith was patient. Knowing that the proving of your faith, in other words, he's trying to tell that you must know that trials, trials work patient. So for every trial you're going through, in order for you to overcome, you must be what? Patient. Uh-huh. Let patience take over. Let patience have its perfect work in your life. So let patience prevail. So that you may be perfect. So that you may be perfect. The word perfect there is something about maturity. So the purpose of trials are not to kill you, but they are there to mature you. They are there to build you stronger faith. They are there to prune you and prune you. In Jesus' name. So now we're going to learn some of the kind of trials. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 6, verse 4. Paul listed so many things there. Corinthians 6, 4. 2 Corinthians 6, 4. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 4. We're going to learn different kinds of trials. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So in everything we are proving ourselves, you understand, as servant of God through what? Much patience. So in order for you to have that confidence that you are a true child of God, one of the signs or the fruit of you being a child of God is patience. Is what? Patience. So if you lack patience, it's an indication that you are not mature. If you lack patience, it's an indication of immaturity. But patience, patience is an indication of maturity. Amen. So Paul says that, let me read from the New Bible. He says, in everything we do, we try to show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardship and calamity of every kind. We patiently endure what? Trouble, hardship, and what? Calamity of every kind. So, troubles, hardship, and calamity are different kinds of trials that you must experience as a child of God. But when they come your way, in order for you to prove that you are a true child of God, you must what? Patient. You must what? You must what? You must what? Patient. They say, we have been beaten. Look at that. Paul is saying that. We have been beaten, been put in jail. Face angry mobs, walks to extensions, endure sleepless nights, and gone without food. But what? They had patience. They endured it. Have you ever been beaten for Christ? Have you ever had sleepless nights for Jesus? Have you ever go without food for Jesus Christ of Nazareth? If you have not gone through these things yet, then you are not matured yet. You are still a baby. No matter how it is, that day will come that you must go without food. That day will come that you will endure sleepless nights. 
And the essence of it is to mature you. He said, we have proved ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness and sincere love, and the power of the Holy Spirit. We have faithfully preached the truth. God's power has been working in us. We have righteousness as our weapon, both to attack and to defend ourselves. We serve God, whether people honor us or despise us. Are you just serving God in time of peace? Or are you serving God even when people dishonor you? Are you just serving God in time of joy when everything is available? Or you are still serving God even when nothing is there? Are you that kind of somebody? Look at what Peter, uh, James is. Is it James? Uh, 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 Paul, sorry. You see what Paul says? He said, We go without food, we have been beaten. Face different types of challenges, but we still serve God. We still serve God. And I say we have righteousness as a weapon, both to attack and to defend ourselves. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praises us. Are you that individual that are willing only to serve God because they are praising you? If they don't praise you today, you don't serve Him. Are you that individual? Look at what the man says. Whether they slander us or praise us, we are honest, but they call us imposters. You are doing the right thing, but still they are talking about you. Are you still willing to serve God? Are you still willing to serve God in that capacity? Even when things are not working, even when things are not working, when things are not going the way, you dream of them. Are you still willing to serve God? This is what a man of God went through. He said, we have been beaten within inch of our lives. In other words, after one beating, they beat them upon beating. But the scripture helps us to understand. The man of God says, they were still serving God in faithfulness. Amen. Amen. So, from the above scripture, we discover that trials can come as hardship, trouble, persecution, Sickness, humiliation, most of late trials as a means of returning back to our Lord and our prayers become effective. So in other words, whenever we are going through trials, the play time of hardship is not a time for you to draw back. But it's a time for you to intensify your prayer life. It's a time for you to go closer to God. Trials times are not a time for you to give up, but as a time to come closer. Because whenever challenges come your way, it is an indication that God is up to something in your life. It's an indication that God wants to take you to another level. We all know about students, right? When they are going to school, for every class they want to promote, they do what? They take tests. So also your very life, when God wants to take you to another level, it tests your faith. So when time comes your life, when there is no food, don't give up. When that time comes where everybody has abandoned you, don't give up. When that time comes in your life where nobody cares about you, don't give up. It's an indication that God is up to something in your life. It's an indication that God wants to prune, wants to bring the best out of you. It's not a time to cry, but it's a time to pray. Amen? All right, let's put our hands together for Jesus. Now, we are going to some reasons why God allowed trials. 
Let's get our First Peter chapter 1 verse 7. It reads, it says, he says that these trials are only to test our faith. It's been tested as fire and glorifies gold. And that if our faith remains strong, after passing through this great fire, we shall receive an internal reward from Christ. You know what I was saying? That in other words, the fire, the trials are just to test your faith. They are just there like when gold, before gold can shine, what happened? It passed through the fire. At the end of the day, value will be added to what? To the gold. So God wants to add value to your life. God wants to add what? Value to your life. So he allows you to go through that fire so that at the end of the day, anything that is not bringing glory to his name in your life will be taken away. And then, at the end, you will say, God, you are the one that have done it, not mine. So that is one reason. So trials are means of purifying you. So when God wants to purify you, it's like what he says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. It says, no discipline is enjoyable. While it is happening, it is painful. But after all, there will be a quiet harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. The Bible says, no discipline is enjoyable. So no trial is enjoyable. No, nobody lies to you. That is, that, is, that is sweet when you are going through tough, tough time. It is not sweet. But we have to endure. because. But God is what? Purifying us. He's taking out the unwanted. Removing is humbling us at the end. Humbling us. Bringing us. Bringing, bringing the best out of us. But we should what? Endure it. We should what? Endure it. Another reason for trials. Trials reveal the power of God. Whenever we are going through trials, we will never know that God can do certain things. Now let's just take a simple example. A woman that do not have, that do not have food inside will never know that God provides food until when there is no food and God just intervenes and miraculously provides for them. This is the time you see, eh, my God is faithful. My God can do it. So, God sometimes allows us to go through certain things so that we can know that He is able. He's capable. Because many of us have been giving glory to the president of the nation. Many of us have been giving glory to men. And the Bible says God cannot share His glory with any man. So, if you realize that all what He does is to glorify man, sometimes He allows those men to abandon you. <laughs> he allowed them to forsake you. And then you will be an island. And then he will come and show himself to you. Daughter, I am the one that can do it. I am the one. There's the time you will say, say, Ah, God has done it. Indeed, this God is a healer. Indeed, this God is a provider. Indeed, this God is a helper. But if you have not gone through anything like that, you will never know there is a God that solves such a problem. So God allowed those situations most often in our life so that we can know that he's God. Amen. Second Corinthians about 12, verse 7. Now, Second Corinthians about 12, 
verse 7. He said, even though I have received wonderful revelations from God, but to keep me from getting puffed up. You know what is puffed up? Puffed up is proud. I was given a throne in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from getting proud. Hey, hey. This is Paul speaking. That even though God has proved himself to him for so many times, but God allowed, God wanted to use, God, God wanted to humble him. So he allowed Satan to torture him so that he would be humbled. Many times we think we can make it. We can do it. We want to take the praise. We want to take the glory. So God allow things to come our way so that we will say, yes, it is God that can do it. Amen. Trial helps in revealing our weakness to us. Through this, we are humble. Through trials, we are humble on many occasions. Trials are the greatest means of testing our faith in God. They desire us to have a strong faith, endurance, and commitment. Rather than complaining, we should glory in hardship, believing that they are temporal and are there to build us stronger in Christ. Trials are there to build us what? Stronger in God. To build us stronger. Romans 5, verse 3 to 5. It says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they are good for us. They help us learn to endure, and endurance develops strength of character in us, and character strengthens our confidence and expectation of salvation. Romans 5, verse 3 to 5. Yes. And not only so, uh-huh. but we also rejoice exceedingly in troubles. We rejoice in trouble for what? Uh-huh. Knowing that trouble works out patient. Troubles work out patient. Uh-huh. And patient work out proving character. Praise God. Your patience will prove, prove what? Your character. Your patience prove what? Your character. It proves your character. So. Your patience means your character. It reveals who you are. Amen. So sometimes God allows trials, God allows challenges, God allows persecution to know who we are. If we truly love Him, if we truly care for Him, we should glory in hardship, believing that they are temporal. Whenever trials come our way, we should glorify God, believing that they are what? They are temporal. And we should receive a wonderful reward upon the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When God intervenes, we always say, God has done it. Amen. So only those who endure to the end will give testimony. In whatever situation you find yourself in, don't give up. But celebrate. Thank Him. The Word of God helps us to understand. Hannah finds herself in a tough situation. She never had a child. She was, she was mocked. Many of you has been mocked. Many of you has been mocked. People have said so many things against your life. Amen. But the scripture helps us to understand that Anna never give up. Instead, what she did, she intensified her prayer life. She prayed more to the extent that when she was walking, she was praying. She's talking, she's praying. She's eating, she's praying. In the bathroom, she was praying everywhere. Until when God remember her and answered her and gave her what she wanted. What do you want from God? Don't give up. 
the scripture helps us to understand. They say the honest prayer of the righteous availeth much. God has not given up on you. He promised never to leave us nor forsake us. He said, I will be with you even when you pass through the fire. The fire will not consume you. Why didn't God say, I will stop the you from going through the fire? But he said, I will be with you when you're going through the fire. Because there are certain things that you need in that fire. So he will allow you to go through it. And then he will rescue you. At the end of the day, you will say, God has done it. He said, I will be with you when you pass through the troubled water. The water will not overflow you. So don't give up. God is in the storm. God is in the storm. Jesus Christ in the boat with his disciples could not stop the storm. But the Bible helps us to understand when the storm arose, Jesus Christ rose up and said, Be still. And what happened? The storm was what? And what did they say? The scripture helps us to understand that they marvel. And they say, What kind of man is this? So, in other words, if Jesus Christ will have not manifested his power, the storm will have not arose. The disciples have never knew that Jesus Christ has, can steal the storm. They knew that Christ can do any other thing, but they never knew that Jesus Christ can stay still to the storm. So what you are going through at the moment is an indication that God wants to reveal himself to you so that he will know that he's changed his life. He lifts up people, he promotes people so that you can know that he's capable of doing certain things in your life. Amen? The Bible helps us to understand Lazarus was sick. And they told Jesus Christ, he was not in a hurry. He turned around and said, this sickness is not of death. It's not unto death. But for God's name to be what? Glorified. So God wants his name to be glorified through you. Don't give up. At the end of the day, Lazarus, Christ allowed Lazarus to die. For four that we're serving, woman, not only one person, they find her body. They thought she was dead. Because of God. Hallelujah. So this is the word of God this evening. Hallelujah. God bless you as you think about it. Put your hands together for Jesus.